Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, where in a single moment you can recognize your brilliance and change your life. This is a transformational hour that covers an array of topics that demonstrate how individuals use their native talents, as shown in their name, to look at the ordinary in extraordinary ways. Albert Einstein once said that everybody's a genius. Why would one of the smartest people on the planet declare that everyone is a genius unless he knew that to be true? I'm your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, creator of Namology Science and author of Know the Name, Know the Person. In each weekly show, you're going to hear the fascinating ways other people have discovered the genius in themselves and what they were able to accomplish. At the end of tonight's show, you'll hear clues on how you can recognize your own innate genius. Now, all over the world, people write in and want to know how highly successful people have managed to achieve their genius mindset as they're utilizing the gifts that Namology Science sees in their name. So how does someone express those creative talents? How does someone share those gifts with others in such a way that everybody benefits? Our expert tonight is my friend, Matt Fulfer, who is a lawyer, and he has amazing a track record for his ability in reading faces. Now, you may not think the two go together, but they have really helped him out tremendously. Mac Fulfer is a world-renowned expert face reader and is considered an expert on the subject. He started as an attorney who initially became interested in face reading for the purpose of jury selection. You know, he wanted a leg up. Now, I would say use nameology science, but face reading works. After years of practice and studying, he wrote The Amazing Face Reading. That's a book, A Guide to Reading Faces. Now, Mac use of face reading has provided an amazing breakthrough in communication. He has presented over 1,500 talks on face reading to Fortune 500 companies, the American Bar Association, meeting planners, doctors, psychologists, teachers, the military, social workers, auditors, human resource professionals, and relatives, just to mention a few. So welcome to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You radio show, Mac. Thank you so much, Sharon. I'm now, delighted to be here. Me too. I'm so glad you're able to make it. Now, you were a highly successful lawyer. So, Mac, what happened in your life that led you to discovering face reading? Uh, a problem I had uh, with law was when you got around to picking the juries, the information on it was pretty slim. The Oh, the uh, law journals on it said uh, things like, don't pick, if you're a prosecutor, don't pick people whose names or whose professions start with P. And I thought, what do painters and poets and philosophers and <laughs> pimps have in common? You know, so just that just sounded ridiculous to me. So I was looking for a better, quicker way to try to understand people. And I looked at everything. I looked at handwriting analysis. I looked at body language. I looked at neurolinguistic programming. Anything that anything that would give me a hint about who this person was and how did they operate. And uh, so when I heard of face reading. I was intrigued, but still very skeptical. And so I uh, I uh, tried it out. And uh, I, I started by discovering that the true name of face reading is physiognomy. And I did the research on that and found that it goes clear back to Aristotle. So for the last 2,000 years, people have known about this. Well, I will tell you that when I was traveling through Turkey, in every store they read your face and they sell to you according to what they see in your face. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. really not that uh, strange a thing. If you stop and think about it, you go far enough back in our history Human beings hadn't developed language yet, but we were still very tribal, very social. And what we used then was face reading and tone. So, uh, you know, the little kid who's uh, sitting in the uh, doorway of the cave and the elder comes up and wants him to move, he first makes a noise like, Ugh! and then the kid looks at him and he puts a face on. <laughs> and the kid still doesn't move, he gets a thump on the head. The next time when he sees that face, he knows to move. So... So, uh, you know, we've all had face reading for since the beginning of time, I guess. So subconsciously we get it, or culturally we get it, but you've learned it right down to a science. Now, were you teased at first, or did you hide the fact that you had a tool that was giving you an advantage over other lawyers? I, I think the law community <laughs> understood that, but uh, I, I, uh, I was still working on why does this work, and... What, you're really, what I'm really reading is genetic expression. 
so you know our genes are instruction booklets for everything about us how we think how we make decisions what our preferences are how we look all of that's genetic but genes are multitaskers so they work in concert with each other and the idea behind face reading is that these genes that by understanding the physical aspect you can understand the other genes that that's connected to so for example uh, your nose your nose is uh, created by a certain set of genes but it's connected with other genes that say how we take in air how we su sustain ourselves how we work so uh, you know you can and every every part of your face means something so but uh, you know I got to, I was a skeptic and so I had to validate this and I read everything I possibly could on it and then I started trying to put it together the difference in what I do and what we all do, because when, as, as soon as you meet somebody, you get an impression. Like, right. I like that guy, or I don't like her, you know. But you don't know why you had that impression. Well, what you were doing was you were reading their face, but you were doing it on an unconscious or subconscious right brain feeling level. You had a feeling about the person, but you couldn't really reduce it to thought process. And what I did is I took all these features that we all re automatically respond to and uh, codified them. I turned them into, gave them a category, and then the uh, most succinct meaning of what, uh, what those features stand for. Do all cultures read faces the same way? Cultures read faces differently because, you know, and uh, oh, Chinese face reading goes back thousands of years, but... Uh, they're trying to determine your chi or your energy level or the health, you know, your physical health. I mean, there's all sorts of things that the Chinese are using. What I was interested in was personality. I wanted a personality profile that you could meet somebody and see them more like they see themselves than even their best friend. And, and that's the whole key. Uh, the challenge we have in our relationships with other people is we really don't know who they are so we just project onto them that well they must be like us and in our projections we often miss the mark so what I was looking for was not how we first our first impression of the person but how they see themselves so I, I had a, a, a student from Israel that writes in, a, in an email just now that said uh, can you tell me uh, what what the feature shows that a person is cruel or hard or or uh, dishonest or mean. And, and I wrote him back and I said, well, you'll never be a good face reader because nobody will ever see themselves like that. You know, they'll see themselves as I'm strong or I'm powerful, but they would never see themselves uh, in a negative light. So what I'm looking for is how to see the person the way they see themselves. See, now that's really interesting because in the person's name, those kind of clues of could they be mean or do they have a propensity or are they honest? I feel like that all shows up in a name, but I love face reading. I mean, I just, I've watched your cards and played with the cards that you did. Okay. Everybody listening has this deck of cards besides this amazing face reading book that you can, you know, look at the picture and look at the definition and really uh, learn it that way. Okay. So, Mac, this is the part of the show where we like to reveal a little bit about what your name says about you. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Okay. So, um, now I'm going to go by your birth name, other than just uh, the Mac that you go by, because otherwise your name interpretation wouldn't make as much sense. And so, you have in your name that you're very family-oriented. So, those people that that you consider family, whether they're birth family, blood family, whatever, you're very family oriented and it's like you all clan together or you all have each other's backs. So once you're part of the family, you're very good to those people and you're very good behind their back sticking up for them. Okay. And it says that, I love this part in your name. It says that life improves as you age. So the older you get, the better your life gets. It also says you're very good at seeing things from another people's point of view. Now, everybody that just heard him say that he's trying to do face reading to see things from their perspective, I want you to know that it's in his name. It's in his middle name, and it's the third to the last letter, which is the E toward the end. So I want you to know where I'm getting that from, and not just because I know him, okay? And then it says 
that you have a tendency to be a workaholic, but you can be a great couch potato once you're done working. So once you're done for the day, it's like, okay, I'm sitting down. Don't ask me to get up. And if I could get somebody else to go to the bathroom for me, you know, I'd let them. It's that type of thinking once you're done. Okay. That you can be overly sensitive to criticism. Want to shut down and quit when criticized. So you've had to learn how to self-talk to get yourself back up. Your name indicates that you are a reader and that you love constant learning and that you're very capable of being taught to be a superb writer. So you came in with that natural propensity. And so it just was a question of, did you want to learn how to use it? It also says that you have this curious combination in the name that says you can see illusions and that you're able to break through the illusions of others, which I always look at in a name and I always think, "Mm, how are they using it? You know, and how gently do we break through the illusions of others? Well, we need to take a break. You're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You with Sharon Lynn Wyeth on X-Zone Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. This show can also be heard on knowthename.com. And after the break, we're going to learn more about face reading. Stay tuned. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo-TV plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. We live in rapidly shifting times of extreme volatility and uncertainty. Such profound change brings a unique opportunity for the evolution of consciousness. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of Mission Evolution Radio Show, a program that explores the latest scientific developments and deepening spiritual truths supporting human evolution. Join me on xzbn.net, where I interview leading experts in science, physics, medicine, spirituality, and more. By applying divergent viewpoints to leading-edge topics, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truth to assist you on your path to enlightenment. More information and past episodes are available at missionevolution.org.
Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which is being heard on xzbn.net and knowthename.com. Our guest tonight is Mac Fulfer. His website is amazingfacereading.com. I want to say it again, amazingfacereading.com. Okay, Mac, how'd you like your name reading? Sharon, that was, that was amazing, <laughs> what you just did. Because here's the thing. I was translating everything that you were telling me into face reading, where it shows up in my face. And, you know, it's like you were painting a picture of me. So this uh, intensity thing that you said, where you just throw yourself into it, I have a single line that runs, a vertical line that runs in between my eyebrows that I call a freight train line. You know, these are people that once they make up their mind, they never stop. The second thing, though, is like I have close-set cheeks, so I have about four hours of barn-burning energy where I could run circles around everybody else, but then I have to stop. <laughs> I have to take a break. Uh, criticism. You have a small chin. People with small chins uh, have a difficult time with criticism, you know, so they're, they're always wanting to make sure they're right. And uh, every, every single thing that you were pulling out, a family. I've adopted family all around the world. So in my travels, I've picked up uh, oh, what I would call blood brothers, but you know, people, uh, guides that uh, that I uh, got close to or got connected with that I've kept up with, you know, uh, for years. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, we all need our extra tools to help us understand people, but it's wonderful because with face reading or with name reading, you never meet a stranger. Because right. you know who you're talking with. You can eliminate the word stranger from your vocabulary. Absolutely. The, the interesting thing about what you do is you can already know them before you see them. I have yes. to see their face. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's okay. You know, it, you, all, you, you still get a picture of who they are when you're first meeting them. And that's what's so important. You know, was face reading hard for you to learn? I mean, did you have stumbling blocks when you were first trying to learn how to read faces? Uh, I had to validate it first. So I was, I was an attorney, so I was skeptical of any woo-woo stuff. I mean, it was like, no, I have to see this proven. So after I'd uh, read everything and tried to glean what I could from all these uh, old books, I went out and started trying to practice it. So I set up a company with a friend of mine. For two and a half years, we went out, and every weekend, I set up a booth at every art show, Oktoberfest, Main Street, the Rattlesnake Roundup, any place there was people. We had a booth, and I would pull out a sign that said, Face Reading Guaranteed. And my guarantee was, if I miss anything, you don't have to pay. Well, that was part of my research. My scientific research was trial and error. If it worked, I kept it. If it didn't work, you know, I decided that whoever wrote that was off base. So... But uh, over time, once once you take this on, once you start playing with it, and you realize how accurate it is and how helpful it is, it uh, for me, it's about making instant connections with people. Because when you see somebody the way they see themselves, mm -hmm. you've you have already broken through that barrier. Uh, that protective shield that we all have, where when somebody says, hi, how are you? You know, you're supposed to say, fine, how are you? You know, and to be able to have a uh, life force connection rather than a transactional connection. Well, and what's also nice is when you're using names, people would know from both your name and my name, when somebody says, hi, how are you? We're already saying, don't waste our time, get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> So Get you to want to point. know who to say that to and who not to, you know. <laughs> now, humans exhibit emotions on our faces. Do, the, do we all do it emotionally about the same way? So, for an example, say you and I are both disgruntled. Would our facial fe features be close to identical in how we show we're disgruntled? Yeah, the, the muscles that we use to express the affects, I mean... There's 42 muscles in your face, and they create over 10,000 different expressions. But the the muscles that we use to express various affects, happy, sad, angry, um, disgusted, is exactly the same. We use exactly the same muscles, no matter what part of the world you come from, what race, religion, occupation, age, it's uniform. And that's why face reading works, 
because the way face reading works is when you look at somebody else's face, you imitate that image in your mind as though it was your face. It's a, something called mirror neurons. And then we respond to that as though it was our face. So when we see somebody who's disgusted, for example, that look on their face, when we put that in our mind and respond to it, it's like we, we don't have to think about it. We know, oh, he's disgusted. Now, face reading has such a rich, fascinating background that could probably fuel a discussion for hours. But millennials crave knowledge specific to advantages in the workforce. So I'm asking this question on their behalf. So how did you utilize face reading to help you with jury selection? I mean, I help different lawyers with jury selection through namology. So I'm interested to see how you've applied face reading to that process. Oh, it's, I, I talked to hundreds of groups. So for in sales, for example, to be able to look at somebody and know this is a person that likes to have a real world example. You know, you don't give them the book. They want to see how it works first. Uh, they want somebody else's opinion. Or this is a person who just wants facts. So people with round eyebrows are people who are processing from a, a more feeling, a right brain perspective. And so it ha their decision has to feel right before they pull the trigger. And they like input from outside. People with straight eyebrows, they don't care about anybody else's opinion. They think that they're smart enough. If you give them the facts, they'll they can make up their mind on the mo in the moment. So, uh, but just to knowing how to approach somebody, um, finding the right person for the right job. So, uh, who is the detail-focused uh, workaholic that you know puts their nose to the grindstone, and who's the visionary that sees the big ideas and the big pictures, but uh, is not good with follow-through. Uh, almost every quality or aspect of, of our personality shows up on our face. So once you have uh, the job description, you can match the job description to the, to the person's face to find out a person that will be successful in that job. See, now, I do that with names for different companies, like mm -hmm. that, like that detail-oriented person. I'm looking for lots of ends, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. For that person who's just going to pick up their workload and everybody else's, I'm looking for a first vowel of an A. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for different things. How did you use face reading, though, to help you with jury selection? Like, with different juries, were you looking for, I want emotional people for this particular case, or I want factual yeah. people for this case, or were you doing that? Yeah, yeah I had a case uh, not too long ago that uh, a lady had been run over by a city bus, and it had crushed both of her legs, so she lost both of her legs. Um, so the city was refusing to pay more than $5 million. That was it. We're not going to pay any more than $5 million. And uh, so we went to, to trial, and they brought me in as a consultant. And what I was looking for was two things. I was looking for people who had empathy, somebody who could put themselves in her position, and generous people. So by just looking at their faces, you could determine, is this person generous or is this a person when they pick up the quarter, the eagle starts screaming, you know, so. <laughs> uh, and uh, is this a person that cares about other people or is this a person just cares about themselves? So, you know, um, we went ahead and selected the jury and we got a $9.9 .9 million verdict. Fabulous. Now, Going back to when you're interviewing or helping HR departments, um, you know, you can't slyly give your interviewer a full Myers-Briggs personality test, but you can silently note their facial features. Does that give you something similar to the Myers-Briggs? I think it gives you something better than the Myers-Briggs, uh, simply because when you're doing a Myers-Briggs test, you're dependent on the answers of the subject. And you know, if the subject's going in to get a job uh, as an engineer, they're going to answer the questions like they think an engineer would answer the questions. So you know, it takes uh, it, it becomes subjective rather than an objective, where the features on their face relate to the genetic expression of who they are. You know, who what you know, some people are some people are more athletic than other people. Some people are are more. Uh, 
philosophical. Some people are more um, well. Anyway, you get the idea of what I'm saying. You you know to be able to to understand the person as they feel as they see themselves. That's the most important part. You know that would be a real heads up because if you're in an interview, let's say, and you're applying for a job. You could watch the interviewer's face and see how they're reacting to your comments and what they need to hear from you. Absolutely. So uh, a good piece of information. When we become wary, suspicious, guarded, or judgmental, our bottom lids, the one that have the eyelashes on it, goes straight or flat. So if you're sitting in this interview uh, talking with uh, the person that you're trying to get a job from, uh, if at some point you see those bottom lids go flat, you know that they just had a reaction to what was said. They just put up a wall. So uh, the solution so, for that is when you see that happen, to go, um, you look like you were having a problem with that. Could we go over that again? Okay, hold that thought right there because we need to take another break. You're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You with Sharon Lynn Wyeth on an X-Zone broadcast network, xzbn.net. This show can also be heard on Know the Name. And this show is dedicated to finding out more about face reading. And after the break, we're going to find out even more about how this can be applied. Stay tuned. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. AVS Media You have heard of the Exxon? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, 
the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You on XZBN.net. Our guest tonight is Mac Fulfer, who can be reached via his website, AmazingFaceReading.com. Now, his book is of the same name, and you can get it anywhere books are sold, like Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles and other bookstores. It's a really popular book. So it's Amazon Face, uh, Amazing Face Reading is the name of the book and the name of the website. When someone's using, Mac, if somebody's using face reading, could that ever be considered manipulation because you could then take advantage of a situation? I don't think so. I mean, we're all reading faces all the time. It's just the better you, the better that you can read the person's face, the more accurately you can read the person's face, the, the better your impression. But how many times have people made an impression about you that was wrong? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, this, so I, don't, this... I don't see it as manipulative. And the point, my point is um, understanding where the other person's coming from helps create understanding and connection. Not to, so I, uh, that's the way I use it anyway. Um, it's really hard to get somebody to understand what face reading is until they've experienced it. So my uh, my email is as easy as my website. It's just mac at amazingfacereading dot com. And anybody that's listening, if you want to send me a picture, just email me your picture and some way to contact you. I'm happy to tell you what your face says. Wow, you're going to be busy. <laughs> Um, the school district where I was first hired as a high school administrator, they utilized handwriting analysis as part of their evaluation tool because they had all of us applicants write an essay while we were waiting to be interviewed. And I thought they wanted an answer to see how we'd solve a problem, but it really turned out that they wanted a sample of our handwriting. And so do you find more and more employers using face reading as a technique to help them when they're hiring? Yes, I do. There's uh, employers that hire me. I have uh, presidents of companies that want me to go to uh, dinner with them and some uh, potential vice president pick that they have, and uh, I just go as as uh, the company attorney, and I uh, I uh, give them feedback about you know what this guy's uh, positive qualities are and what their liabilities are. I did that just recently. Well, I, I hope all of you HR personnel that love listening to this show are taking note because this is a wonderful tool along with Namology Science. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Ke- um, Kenny, a retired private investigator, also found face reading incredibly useful. And he said this technique is the single most reliable thing as far as determining what the personality is. And he felt that it allowed him to see people for who they truly were opposed to how they wish to be perceived. Now, I'm going to jokingly say Jim obviously didn't know about names and nameology science, but is there anything that face reading doesn't tell us? Mm. Well, face reading is not mind reading. So you can't say, what am I thinking? Face reading tells about the person's personality, how they make decisions, what their preferences are, but it doesn't tell you what they're thinking in the moment. So it's, uh, I think that's where we, we had the breakdown about manipulation because I'm not trying to control the other person's mind or, or anticipate what they're thinking. I'm trying to connect with them from a space that they can relate to. That Yeah, that's me. That's who I am. Yeah, you you got me. You understand me, and that uh, that creates a a flood of of uh, uh, information because most of us go through life uh, in our own little bubble. You know, we I mean we we feel like oh people don't really get me. They don't really know who I am. You know, and we try and we do our best, like you were saying. We do our best to try to create an image. But when somebody truly sees us for the way we are in a positive light, 
uh, it really makes an impact. I will definitely agree with that. It's like everybody wants you to be their new BFF. Yeah, because it's like, wow, you know me better than my best friend. Exactly. Do do psychopaths learn to hide their expressions or do their faces give them away? There's, uh, there's, uh, you're talking about liars now. So there's four different kinds of liars. So you've got the liar who practices the story over and over and over and over, but they, they tend to be too quick on the draw. You've got the liars who um, are true sociopaths. A true sociopath, once they've said something, then they're committed to that, and they will. you could pull their fingernails out, and they're not going to change it. You know, what comes out of their mouth becomes their truth for them. Um, I don't know that you can really spot that so much. There's some, there's some people out there that are like that, but you will see you'll see the tells. So when somebody's talking to you, here's the best way to spot a deception. When someone's talking to you and you see the, their upper lid, their upper eyelid, the one with the eyelashes on it, cutting their pupils, it's coming all the way down to the, the black dot in the center, cutting the pupil, flat bottom lids on the bottom, so their eyes appear to be pretty squinty, and just before they say something or just after they say something, the corners of their mouth turn down. So this is a person who's, one, with the eyelids cut and the pupils, is in an alternative reality. They're more uh, connected to the image in their head and what they're thinking than they are in what's actually happening around them. They're in their own little drama. The flat bottom lids is they're trying to hide the fact that they're doing that. They're in a they're in a defensive posture where they're trying to wall out or seal out the external world. And when their mouth turns down, it says that they don't believe what they're hearing, but what they're hearing is their own words. So if the person doesn't believe their own words, they're trying to hide it from me, and they're also showing me that they're living in an alternative reality, I don't trust what they're telling me. Okay, so that's the second kind of liar. So one's the practice story, one's the psychopath. Yeah, so uh, people who aren't practice liars, who's 99% of the population, when we tell a lie, there's a certain amount of stress that goes along with it. I don't think that the sociopaths stress so much about lying because it's a knee-jerk reaction. But uh, when we stress out, our our eyes float up, and what you will see is the white showing underneath the eyes. If the white is showing underneath their left eye, they're stressing out personally. You're stressing them out. They're having a problem with you. But if the white is showing up under their right eye, they're stressing out about what's going on in this conversation. So when I pick up stress, when I'm talking to somebody and they're telling me something, but they're stressing out while they're telling me, it, it just highlights this uh, point for me to go back and investigate it further. So I would never read somebody's face and say, ah, so you're a liar or you're this. Or, it's not about judging or labeling. It's about getting these clues or cues, knowing to where to ask better questions. Like here's a trouble area right here. And, you know, to work with that until you dig deeper and get uh, usually get them to admit it. See, now when I see lying ability in a name and I'm giving a name reading, I always say one of the challenges in your name is how much truth do you want to tell? Do you want to tell 90%, 30%, 50%? I would never call somebody a liar. Right. So so I say it by, okay, how much truth, you know, <laughs> are you willing to share? Um, in the Boston News, you interpreted the face of Mitt Romney. In that article, you stated that the guy with the biggest chin is always going to win. Now, I taught U.S. history for five years. And what I figured out as I looked through all of the presidents all the way through and who they were running against, we did this as a class thing, that the taller person is always the one who has won. So I found this fascinating. Talk to us about what chins say. So, yeah, I, I, uh, we all relate to that on an unconscious level. We're all responding on an unconscious level. So I, I told you when you said that uh, that I didn't like criticism and, uh -huh. oh, that's my small chin. Right. Well, on an unconscious level, the world runs over people with small chins. 
So if you're looking for uh, the linebacker or the you know the the guard on the football team, he's never going to have a small chin. He's going to have a huge chin. Your chin in, uh, relates to your uh, toughness, your physical toughness, and uh, it also relates to the ability to get the last word. So the person with the biggest chin can usually get the last word. And when we go to choose people like candidates for like president, for example, you know, do you want the wimpy guy or the strong guy? And it's a, it's an unconscious decision. You know, things that we respond to. You know, if if the if the candidate is saying, "I'm going to fight for you," who who do you want fighting for you? The the uh, NFL. Uh, linebacker or the water boy and yeah. <laughs> we make some of those decisions by who's what kind of tune they have but we don't think about it oh that is so interesting i'd be curious with um stormy daniels who supposedly had an affair and when her voice with donald trump and her voice was analyzed using bioacoustics uh when she addressed it on television and the results said she was making it up and was possibly being forced by others to accuse the president so I would like to know what her face said when we come back from our next break, because we need to take our last break. This hour is going way too fast. Stay tuned to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You with Sharon Lynn Wyeth on XZBN.net and Zone Broadcast Network and on knowthename.com. And stay tuned. Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. The concept of a new age has been around since the late 19th century, yet much of its original meaning has been lost. What exactly is the new age? Is it a religion? A collection of obscure esoteric practices? A series of doomsday predictions? Or an astrological event? The New Age Chronicles is a unique, complimentary publication bringing reason and grounded information to separate fact from fiction. Chock full of valuable information to support you as we make the monumental shift into the new era. You won't want to miss a single innovative issue. 
The New Age Chronicles newspaper is coming soon to www.newagechronicles.com. I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and you're listening to Know the Name, Know the Genius in You. Our guest tonight is Mac Fulfer, whose website is AmazingFaceReading.com. And Mac has taken his ability to connect with others to a level where he's able to deduct, deduct, detect who a person really is by reading their face. And Mac has given us a, an incredible offer that if you want to write to him, Mac at amazing, AmazingFaceReading.com, that and send a picture that he'll be glad to do a mini face reading with you. So I think that's just incredible. Now, right before the break, we were talking about Stormy Daniels, and Bioacoustics says that she was under duress and she wasn't telling the truth. But I'm wondering what her face said. Well, Sharon, I can't tell you about Stormy Daniels' face because I'm not looking at it, and I've only seen it a few times. But I can tell you this. Okay. That uh, the what I the information I gave you earlier about how to spot a person that's being deceptive uh-huh. is is seen on Trump's face almost every time he talks. His upper eyelids cut his pupils in half. His bottom lids are totally flat, and his mouth turns down after he finishes talking. So he's in an alternative reality. He's defending a position that he knows is not uh, correct and. Uh, when his mouth turns down, he doesn't believe it himself. So, you know, I, 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 there could be two liars going on there, but for sure we got one. Wow. You know, it's just, it's fascinating what you can tell from, from just being able to look at somebody. Okay, I'd like to give you a few adjectives, and you tell us how we can tell that in face reading. So, um, you've already told us lying is stressed, and... How about compassionate? Compassionate. You can't have compassion if you don't haven't had the experience. So you can't get empathy out of a book. Compassion shows up in the lines that run from the corners of the mouth down onto the chin. These are people who've experienced grief, loss, pain, heartache. If the line is on the left side, it's personal grief, loss, and pain. The loss of a loved one, the loss of an important relationship... I got the line on my face when I lost my dog. Uh, The line on the right side is uh, having those kind of pain in your professional or business side. But, you know, to have compassion, you first have to have empathy. The second thing I would look at is, do they have a thin nose or a wide nose? People with wide noses are natural providers. They think in terms of what's necessary for other people. Uh, They're not just about me, myself, and I. So, um, you know, the people with the broader noses would also be somebody that would tend to be um, concerned about other people's welfare. Uh, anything round on the face is nurturing. So round cheeks, round eyebrows, round chins are people who are more people-oriented. And, you know, to be compassionate, you have to care about people. You know, that's interesting that so many, um, when I was in Africa, uh, the common nose over there was a more of a wide nose. And they're very group-oriented, family-oriented. When I got off the plane in Mali, for an example, so many people approached me and literally said, do you have a place to stay? If not, you can come home with us. It wasn't they were trying to sell me something. It was, yeah. you can come home with us. Yeah. You know? And every day, everybody asked everybody how they were doing. That was so important. And the people that got the best bargains when they went shopping were those that connected first and then shopped versus uh, the let's get to the point, let's just shop and tell me what I want and get out of here. And they didn't get as good as as bargains. Okay, next word is judgmental. Judgmental. Judgmental shows up in numerous areas. So when you're talking to somebody and you suddenly see those bottom lids go flat, their bottom lids go flat, you can imagine a big wall or screen, protective wall or screen coming down, and they've become wary, suspicious, guarded, and judgmental. They're judging you. So especially if, if their left bottom lid has gone flat, they're judging you. 
they're mistrustful about you. Judgmental also shows up in like um, uh, straight eyebrows. Straight eyebrows are people that just want facts. So, uh, and they think that that the way they see the world, that that's the way it is. So uh, that can be a little, a little judgmental. Um, really angled eyebrows are people that uh, like to be in control. They want to stay in control. So I was uh, watching TV with uh, my little five-year-old granddaughter, adopted granddaughter, and I turned the sound down, and I said, uh, Marissa, let's look at the cartoon for just a minute. Now, tell me which are the good people and which are the bad people without the sound. Oh, he's bad, and he's bad. And and how did you know that? Because he has those those eyebrows that go up and down, and he has that beard, that, that pointed beard, and then his nose turns down. <laughs> so... So, I mean, even little kids know how to do this. What about an eyebrow? I didn't see this one in your book, so I was curious. That's the first half of it straight across, and then the second half goes down. So it's not like some arched eyebrows that go up and then down. But this one's Mm -hmm. flat and then goes down. What does that mean? Right, right. So the way you read eyebrows, if you start at a point directly between the eyebrows as the beginning as you move outward along the eyebrow, you're tracking time. So at the beginning of whatever they're doing is going to be at the inside corners of the eyebrow. So what you're describing is somebody who starts out logical. They want the facts. When the eyebrow angles down, it means at the end they develop an opinion and they expect to have it their way. Oh, isn't that interesting? One of their way. Okay, what about if somebody's open-minded? How does that show up? Open-minded shows up with round bottom lids, somebody that doesn't prejudge, somebody that takes in all the information before they make up their mind. Uh, They have high round eyebrows. Things have to feel right to them first, and they take people into account. They like to get other people's opinion and other people's perspective and point of view. Uh, They have uh, small ears. So they don't really listen with their ears. They listen with their eyes, which makes them more present moment because you really can't see into the future or the past. If you're looking at something, you have to be present in it if you're engaging with it. So you know, people with small ears listen with their eyes because they've got poor antenna. <laughs> people with big ears listen with their ears. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, we spoke about when I was in Turkey and all those shop owners were doing face reading. You've traveled all around this world giving talks about face reading, Mac. Have you found other places where face reading is just a very common tool that people use? Yeah, it's different kinds of face reading from what I'm doing. So my purpose in face reading is not manipulative, and it's not to get the upper hand. It's to connect is to be able to understand this person the way they understand themselves and to be able to to see the positive qualities. So, for example, somebody that has really big, what I would call Bambi eyelids, like if you put on an eye shadow, you could see it from across the room. Uh, Those people have a high capacity for intimacy. They want a partner. When they commit, they totally commit. And they're very loyal in relationships. So you could either say you have a high capacity for intimacy, or you could say if you're reading from the dark side, you're very clingy in relationships. And I choose to stay on the light side. You know, uh, to look at the positive qualities that the person has rather than uh, trying to put them in a category, a, a judgmental category. I, I don't think that judgment. We, we don't need more connection. judgment. <laughs> Yeah, judgment doesn't create connection. What what do wrinkles tell us? Your wrinkles are recording your life history. There's not a line on your face that fell on you from outer space. Every single time something of significance happens in your life, you're going to be adding to those wrinkles. So it changes the whole idea of beauty. You know, now our idea of beauty is what a corporation is trying to sell us, where you know, you you are uh, have average ears, average nose, average mouth, uh, no lines, and you want to look younger and younger, and that's held up as like this is what beautiful is supposed to look like. And there's a multi-billion-dollar industry out there trying to convince us of that. But really, the most beautiful faces to me are the ones that are covered with wrinkles. They're not wrinkles for me. They're face prints. It's like it's they're telling their life story. 
and it tells you the places that they were courageous, the places where they had to rise to the occasion, the places where they hurt, the places that they were overwhelmed, the places where they've struggled to improve themselves, to improve their mind, their their focus and discipline. I mean, it you know, their your whole life history is written in the lines on your face. Mac, I want to thank you for being with us. This hour just went way too quickly, and it was such a joy to have you on the show. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Sharone. I, I enjoyed this so much, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank you. Now, Mac gives classes on how to do face reading, and again, you can find that out on his website, amazingfacereading.com, and they're incredibly reasonably priced. Now, Mac's name indicates that he excels at connecting with people and being able to read them easily, seeing through any illusions that they might be projecting. And this is found in the letter combination A followed by an L, so an A-L. And if your name has the consonant cluster A-L anywhere in your first or middle name, you can may succumb to illusion until you find the tool that assists you to see through the illusion for both yourself and others. Do you want to know where your genius lies? I'm Sharon Lynn Wyeth, host of the radio show, Know the Name, Know the Genius in You, which can be heard every weekday at various hours right here on XCBN.net radio and Xzone radio station and knowthename.com. Knowthename.com is also how to connect. We love your opinions. Tune in to the fascinating ways other people discover things right here every week. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth signing off. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. 
Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D O W S E R S.com or call 1 877 Dowsing. That's 1 877 369 7464. It just doesn't feel like summer without an ice cold Coca Cola in your hand. Stop by your local convenience store today and grab a 20-ounce bottle of Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Or pick up even more delicious refreshment with a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Coke, Sprite, or Fanta. So no matter how you soak in that summer sun, at home or on the go, grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola today and enjoy.